Hi, I'm Stacy Hyden. I'm back with another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less. And sadly, what I'd like to talk about today is scammers, be it email or phone. And the reason is I've had two people reach out to me um, today and tell me that they were either a victim of a scam or they were afraid that they were. And I will tell you, the criminals are getting smarter. It's very, very sad. They are getting smarter. And what do I mean by that? Um, you really need to make sure that you're using secure passwords, particularly for your email. Um, like if you, if it's the email that's tied to your bank accounts, if it's the email that's tied to everything about your personal life, um, you really need to make sure that has a good secure password that you're not using anywhere else. The same goes for your bank accounts. And you can have, you know, you can go old school and you can have a notebook where it's there, but you need to make sure that if you've got people coming into your house, whether it's a house cleaner or kids, friends or whatever, that you keep that notebook locked up and you keep it in a safe spot. I know some women keep the notebook in their purse, but if their purse gets stolen, then their whole financial life is kind of really messed up. So I would not encourage you to take that information with you wherever you go. I would encourage you to keep it in a safe spot. You can also use a password manager. One password is the one that I personally use. I like it because I have to remember one password and it remembers all the other ones. And there's an app on my phone. There's an app that is in my um, Google Chrome. But for security, every time my computer locks, I have to re-enter that password, which means that if somebody stole my computer and logged on, they wouldn't be able to get my passwords. It's not like uh, a Google password where it auto-populates. I don't have anything stored there. Um, the other thing on my phone, it uses Face ID, but every two weeks I have to re-log in. So that's nice. The other thing that's nice for me personally is I have my own personal vault that has all my work stuff and stuff that's personal to me, but then I have one that I share with my husband. So like joint bank accounts and credit cards and things of that nature, we're not all the time locking each other out of access because I thought the password was this, but he changed it to that, which I know you may be laughing, was a real thing that happened all the time. So that has made our lives much easier and it's safer because if anything were to happen to the other of us, the survivor could get into those accounts um, without having to jump through hoops or wait on 82 um, toll-free numbers where you're probably talking to some foreign country where English is not their first language. Never a lot of fun. So I think that's important. The other thing is, is just don't give out information. If you don't recognize the number on your phone or if your cell phone tells you that it's a suspected spam, don't answer it. If they really need to talk to you, they will leave a message. If it's really a legit business, it will likely have a caller ID and it will have a check mark by it, um, or that's what AT&T does. And that's really helpful because if 
I get a number and it looks like a local cell phone number, but it's not in my contacts, then I'm not gonna answer it. I'm just gonna let it go to voicemail or let them um, leave a message and get back to them. Also, when you're looking at emails that you get, you definitely wanna hover over the, um, the from and see who it's really from because they've gotten really good at making the body of the email look correct. But if you get up into the details of who sent it to you, you'll be able to tell if it's really from them. But the fail safe is if it says it's from Citi and it's about your credit card, look on the back of your credit card and just call that number. Don't call the number in the email because guess what? That's the number the scammers put there and it's gonna get you to give away your information. And never ever turn over control of your computer to anyone, unless of course you work for a company that has some sort of rescue me or something like that, then that's, that's different. But if somebody tells you that you've got a virus and if you pay them this, they'll take over, don't let them take over your computer because what they're doing is they're looking for your passwords or they're going to install something that allows them to track your passwords. So just be careful, be suspicious. If you're not sure, call, you know, and it's about an account of yours, call the number that you have that has nothing to do with that email or that phone call. That's the way to be most safe because what a lot of times what they'll do is they'll get a little bit of information that may have been involved in some data breach, like the last four digits of your debit card or the last four digits of your social, and they're trying to trick you into you giving them the rest of it. And that is what you do not want to do. So don't respond to that. If you're unsure, hang up, call back on a number that you know to be correct and go that way. So be careful out there. The scammers are getting good. And um, I would say 999,000 times out of um, a million, if you get a call that says your grandchild is hurt and needs money, they don't. Hang up and call your grandchild or his or her mother. So, and you'll find out the real story. So thanks so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less.